Hi everyone, this is Adelina Bordea and this is SEO in 2024. Adelina, what's your number one SEO tip for 2024? Hey David, so my number one tip is to keep a human eye on AI content, AI generated content. Okay, so why is it important to have a human eye on AI? Well, we've seen that Google has accepted AI as a content generator, but AI can get really big mistakes and can rephrase the same things all over again. So it's just great to have people actually proofreading everything and making sure that the content is it's also accurate because sometimes Google just makes things up. Um, sorry, AI. Just <laughs> <laughs> Slip of the tongue there. <laughs> so yeah, so AI just makes things up and we just have to proofread everything and make sure that the content is accurate, is good for our user and it fits our product as well. Okay, so it'd be good to try and zero in on your opinion on how much you should involve AI and how much humans have to be involved. So, I mean, can you use prompts to get AI to produce the content to begin with? Is that the way that you tend to to work? Yeah, absolutely. And I remember I was so thinking that Google was not going to accept AI-generated content and Right now, I do have here something I want to read, and it says that it's important to recognize that not all use of automation, including AI generation, is spam. Automation has long been used to generate helpful content, such as poor score, uh, weather forecasts, and transcripts. But this is actually applying to more than that. So this, this is just from the Google guidelines. Is that essentially Google saying, look, very soon we're not going to be able to tell if it's AI generated or not. So there's no point in even playing that game. Well, I think right now Google has like many, many clues he can take to detect that AI generated content. I don't know if anytime soon it's going to be able not to recognize it, but I know that from my experience, AI repeats the same things all over again and uh, says like the same thing, the same phrase with different words. So. I don't know if that is good because you are basically just, you know, saying all over again the same thing. So what happened for me is that I'm I'm using uh, artificial intelligence for my projects and is working and is working very well. So something that I detected is that you have to be very careful with the prompt you give to your AI tool. Uh, it can be Jasper, it can be OpenAI, uh, whatever, and you have to make sure that it's not repeating the same, the same things on, for example, I have to make descriptions for different formats in my project. So it's just going to say the same things. It wouldn't take into consideration that it's a different format. So you have to be very careful and give, you know, this AI tool the right prompt for you to give a good, a good content in exchange. So, so, so is the way of stopping at repeating things improving the quality of your prompt? I, the prompt is improving the quality of the final content. Sure. Uh, so, 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 so how do you improve your prompts? What, what do you need to add to your, what do, you need, what do you need to incorporate in your prompts? So I have something that I always use, for example, if I want to create a blog post, right? 
So uh, there are some tricks that work a lot of the times, but some of these times, uh, even though if you give the, the right prompt and everything's okay and you've checked even the smallest detail, it won't work. So what I do in those cases, I go heading by heading asking for something very specific to the AI. AI. It's like asking for that same content to a person, but it's, it's much faster in this case. So, so what would be... A specific example of that. I mean, what, what 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 questions have you asked it before, and what have you included in the prompt to try and ensure that the quality is as good as possible? Okay, so uh, something I always give to the prompt is it's like three four things. It's what I I usually have in mind. So first of all, is you have to give the prompt uh, the AI like a specific role. In my case, I've checked that this works much better. For example act like, I don't know, a marketing professional or act like a, a, a professional copywriter. Then I want to set a tone. I want an informal blog post, for example, an informal, an informal article. Then I also give this the structure. I want the AI to follow. So this is uh, something that I investi investigate prior to giving that prompt. I have like a final structure and I give that to my AI tool. And then I would work on that final draft. You know, those three things, the, the uh, role, the tone, and uh, the, the structure are like the main things I give to the AI tool. And then I work with the final draft and where I see, for example, imagine I asked a blog post for some legal issues or some marketing stuff. And the AI is just not giving me the thing I want it to give it to me. I just write, hey, but give me, I don't know, an SEO article, but with this specific in mind, right? For example, this local SEO point you are treating right now is not accurate because the title can is not working this way. So you should uh, work it that other way. So if you see, the AI has a professional proofreader, a person that actually does, you know, that thing that is asking the information about, or at least has like very general or very specific information on the topic. Okay, so I love your sequence there, your different elements to incorporate in prompts there and how you go about checking it there. Going back to structure, what would be an example of how you asked AI to write in a certain structure? The structure, I write it myself and I give that to the AI. Okay, so you wouldn't say something like, okay, I want a thousand words and for you to use eight paragraphs um, on this particular topic. Is, is that something like you would say? I would give specific, specifically, sorry, the title, the heading two, the heading three, the heading four on a specific topic. Then I maybe would say, uh, if like the, the first draft doesn't convince me very well, I would say, look, on this heading two, on this, I don't know, first heading two, I would like to have three paragraphs instead of two. And I want you to treat this and this and this idea. And then I would just go over again, you know? That's really good. And I think that's important to emphasize that because you're targeting, at the end of the day, a certain keyword phrase probably with your article. And mm -hmm. you're wanting to ensure that um, the 
the article or the piece is relevant and it, 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 it's targeting the right audience. It's, 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 mm-hmm. it's using the right phraseology that you want to use as well. So yep. you've researched the questions and the keyword phrases that you want to incorporate in subheadings and you're, given, you're giving that to the AI to, to, to mm-hmm. write on. So you're not just giving it one topic and asking it to produce the whole article. Um, you're, you're breaking it down into subheadings and uh, having more say in the incorporation of keyword phrases because of that. Exactly. And one thing I, I still do like manually is the keywords I want to add to the article, I would add them, them myself because I've tried uh, telling the AI, hey, uh, add this uh, keyword in a natural way. It's not natural at all. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, I do that by, by myself, you know, and I then I just uh, work with the... Um, uh, with the links, with the anchoring, with, you know, all the rest. But it's a very powerful tool for me to create that content in, I don't know, 10% of the time I would spend before. Like, I, it's, it's super, super, super fast for me. And your final step in the process is to edit the draft. Um, so do you actually do that yourself and then ask the AI to change the article? Or do you just take the nearly finished article from AI and then just finish it off yourself? The second thing I do. So I just take the, the, the nearly finished one and then I just, you know, add uh, extra keywords or the anchorings I want to go for the links, everything else. <laughs> but I don't, I don't give it back to the AI again because it usually does it worse than I, than I, than I do it myself. Understood. And you're also keen on incorporating, incorporating EAT into your piece as well. So how do you go about doing that? We have like different, different uh, ways of doing that, right? The author is going to be someone that actually is a professional on that topic. For example, in this case, an SEO uh, professional is going to be me. In my case, I'm the copywriter as well. So it's 100% real, right? But I'm going to be the author of that article. And I'm going to link, you know, like the basic uh, EET. I'm going to uh, link everything on my profile that reveals to Google that I'm a professional dedicating myself to SEO. Um, I'm going to keep providing my experience because, as I said, we just have the first draft, which is a very good draft. But then I'm finishing that and I'm giving my personal experience and I'm good um, and I'm giving my you know, all my knowledge. And that happens with all the articles we write. We have like specific authors for each of the topics. And that's something that is going to show Google that we use AI because it's not a secret anymore. But we also have people behind all these and that is taking care of that content. And is this a process that any type of business can follow? Or is it only appropriate for certain types of businesses, do you think? Well, I think as long as you can use all of these, you can do it by yourself. I mean, you can have people specialize in certain topics that are the authors. For example, a coffee shop. You can be a barista and you can be the writer of the articles. And I mean, that's perfectly fine. And you can be an SEO professional and have your uh, online profile or be an IT tech and have your online profile. As long as Google can find you are a real person and you, well, this is debatable, (laughs) 
and you have, you know, that experience, uh, that authority, I think it's going to work. And what's the best way of demonstrating that you're that real pers- person with the authority? I mean, as part of your author bio, I-, I presume that you want to link to an author page on your own website and perhaps have social profiles linked to from that? Yeah, it's social uh, signals, uh, website signals. As you said, the, the author description, that's also something that could work. Mentions on the internet about you as a professional in that sector, you know, all that works. Okay, so you need to get out there and actually appear on other blogs as well. Then, if if you if you want to be that 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 notoriety that 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 professional in your niche, then you can't just publish on your own website. It, you can do that, of course. That's that's your own website, but your own website is going to have different uh, mentions on other blogs, on other social media. Social media is a very powerful signal for for SEO. I don't know. It really depends. I mean, there are people that are very public on their profession and on what they do. And they, of course, they have more authority, right? But it doesn't mean uh, that you as a person who is starting a career in in a certain environment can't do that as well. I mean, I, I think, I believe that Google actually understands that smaller profiles are worthy as well. I'm thinking about your LinkedIn profile. That's a very powerful tool for Google, I guess. Yeah, it, it definitely is because uh, I've seen SEOs, um, their own personal brands, their own personal knowledge panels be derived from LinkedIn profiles. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've mentioned this in a couple of episodes, uh, t- taken from the About section um, on the LinkedIn profile as well. And it seemed to be because the About section was written in the third person instead uh-huh. of uh, the first person. Do, do you have any thoughts on on formatting your about section in your LinkedIn profile to maximize your opportunity to to, to, to have Google utilize that within their yeah. knowledge panels and other areas? I've never thought about it. My My about section on LinkedIn is first person because LinkedIn is also a tool for me to keep finding jobs as a freelancer. So I would rather the person to, to get to me instead of, you know, Google in this case. But I, I think it depends on the case, of course. Uh, what I do know is that Google is not taking my, my description. So maybe, maybe it has to deal with something with the third person. It's worth a test. Maybe you can actually write the first paragraph in third person and then after that to say, by the way, the above paragraph was strictly for search engines. I'm not pretentious enough to keep on writing in the third person. <laughs> well, I, I, do have, I do have a paragraph, like an introduction about, you know, me as a professional in third person on another website, but it's not appearing either. I, I think I'm not famous, you know, famous enough <laughs> to have a description on Google yet. <laughs> There's not too many Adelina Bertias, though, is there? I know, I know. <laughs> so if an SEO is struggling for time, what should they stop doing right now so they can spend more time doing what you suggest in 2024? Yeah, so uh, my suggestion is to keep that human eye on the AI and don't ever stop doing that because I don't know what is going to happen with the AI in the end. Right now, Google loves it or at least tolerates it and it's trying to make it part like one of its own products but we should keep our content as original as possible ai is helping us a lot to make things faster 
but keep that human eye and and don't just leave uh, AI run by itself. Adelina Bordea is SEO team leader at Freepick Company, and you can find her over on LinkedIn. Adelina, thanks so much for being part of SEO in 2024. Thank you so much. I've been your host, David Bain. Get your copy of SEO in 2024, the book, over at seoin2024.com. <laughs>